Real Fantasy Football fans, this is Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by contributing writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, Mike Barner. Mike and I are going to give you all of our sits and starts for week six of the fantasy season. Before I get to those sits and starts with Mike, though, I did want to tell you that we do have basketball open now for our DFS games on real-time fantasy sports. You can get in a DFS basketball game today. Sign up now. The season's right around the corner. You can also get in season-long games at real-time fantasy sports for basketball. We have leagues drafting every night. You can do roto style, head-to-head. We have best ball leagues as well, all different price points. Just go to rtsports.com, click on the basketball link at the top of the page, and sign up for a basketball fantasy league today. And now, here's my interview with Mike Barner of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. And I'm joined now by Mike Barner, contributing writer here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. We just posted a column uh, for Mike this week, his DFS column. You definitely want to check it out on the site if you're playing in any of the DFS games, especially on our site. Great insight. Mike, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to talk some football. Yeah, so Mike, we're going to do our stardom sit-ems for this week. I'm going to do the starts. You're going to do the sits. So let's just jump right into it. Before we get into the games, though, I I did want to mention last night's game a little bit, Giants-New England. Any takeaways from you in that game at all that uh, you were intrigued by, something that stood out to you maybe? I was surprised the Giants kept it as close as they did for as long as they did. Um, I mean, the final score wasn't indicative of, of how well they actually played. You could tell that the defense was just gassed. Uh, in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, um, considering all the injuries that they had, I, I thought they did a good job. I mean, man, how frustrating. I, I used uh, Sony Michelle in the so- showdown contest, but watching Brady take those close uh, touchdowns, oh, that was frustrating for me. Oh, yeah, that, that was brutal. He didn't throw one in. That's that's my kind of takeaway, too, is Brady a little bit, a little concerned about him with Josh Gordon getting hurt. That did not look good last night. They're a little Senate receiver now. I was impressed with Daniel Jones, though, despite his turnover issues. I mean, the Giants, kind of like New England, really hurting at receiver, but a lot more hurting at receiver than New England. So I was impressed with Daniel Jones, some of the throws he made in that game. I think once he gets some help around him, he could be a pretty good one. So those are our takeaways from that Thursday night game. Let's jump into the games now. We're going to look at Carolina at Tampa Bay first. 3-2 Carolina travels to Tampa Bay. For me, not a great matchup for Tampa Bay, but I am not sitting Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in this one. I think they're starts. And Carolina, pretty good matchup for them. I know that Bucks defense is playing better. I kind of like Kyle Allen in this one. He hit just one score his last two games, but he played two really tough opponents, Houston, Jacksonville. Remember, he had that four-touchdown game his first start of the season against Arizona. That's a similar matchup this week, in my opinion, against the Bucks. They're dead last against the pass allow 324 passing yards per game, 30 points per game. So I think Allen could be a sneaky play, especially with a couple more bye weeks. Who are you sitting in this one, Mike? Well, before I become a negative Nancy, just a public service announcement. This is one of those early start times in London. So make sure you get your lineup set early because um, I believe this one starts at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you've got your lineup set early. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more about starting Kyle Allen. Uh, with regards to someone that I would bench, I would bench Jameis Winston. Uh, the Panthers have been excellent at defending in the pass. They've allowed the fourth fewest passing yards in the league. They've only allowed six touchdown passes while picking off four passes. When they met earlier in the season, Winston only had 208 passing yards at one touchdown. He's very turnover prone, so I keep him on my bench this week. 
All right, Seattle four and one traveled to Cleveland two and three. Cleveland's a mess right now. Baker Mayfield looked awful that last time out. Uh, Seattle playing some pretty good football. Not big on a lot of Browns in this one. I don't think you can sit Nick Chubb though. Odell Beckham might be the lowest I've ever had him rated. I think I have him 16 in my rankings this week. Still another guy with a high ceiling, so hard to sit him. Uh, Seattle though, I like them this week. Chris Carson's one guy I'm really targeting. I like him a lot. Had a second straight 100-yard game of the season last week. He has at least 15 carries every game this year, so he's getting consistent work in that offense. His fantasy numbers aren't off the charts. He's just 14th overall, but still, he's producing consistent numbers. I think he can have a big game in this one against a Cleveland team which was just run over by San Francisco last week. San Francisco ran all over them. I think Seattle could have a similar game plan against Cleveland's 29th-rated rush defense. They allow 151 rushing yards per game. Mike, who are you avoiding in this one? Yeah, on the flip side of the Carson thing, I, I would avoid Rashad Penny. Uh, after He looked like he was going to start stealing some work from Carson. Then he went down with a hamstring injury. He missed weeks three and four. He only logged 12 offensive snaps last week. Uh, like you said, Carson's got the back-to-back 100-yard rushing performances. So until otherwise, I'd keep Penny on my bench. Houston, 3-2, and two, travels to Kansas City, 4-1. and one. I am actually going to this game. Very excited about this. I oh, that's been- cool. Never been to a Chiefs game, taking my son. I'm pumped up about this. I think it'll be a good game, high-scoring game. Definitely uh, on your end, Mike, with the DFS stuff you do for us, it's, it looks like a game to target, could be very high-scoring. So I'm looking at secondary options in this one uh, from a fantasy perspective, maybe some of those guys, outliers. You don't start every week, but you will in a high-scoring game. And one of those guys for me is Kiki QT of Houston. He has a bigger role right now with Kenny Stills out. He had his best game of the season last week, three catches, 72 yards. That was his first game with double-digit fantasy points. He's always capable of that big game in this offense. He can really get some high-volume targets uh, when they're looking his way. And I think this will be a high-scoring game, like I said, lots of fantasy points. So I think QT may be somebody to look at as maybe a flex play or number three receiver if you play uh, that many in your weekly lineups. Are you sitting anybody in this game, Mike? Yeah, I'd sit LaShawn McCoy. I came off very negative on him after last week. He played only 14 snaps. He didn't have a single carry. There was talk about him having problems in pass protection. Um, Now that Damian Williams is healthy and Daryl Williams has played well, I don't see a reason for the Chiefs to push McCoy to be on the field a lot if they're not comfortable with how he's doing in pass protection. So I'd avoid him this week. All right, the most exciting game of the week. Washington, 0-5, travels to Miami, 0-4. This should be a great one. Uh, Actually, from a fantasy perspective, it's not terrible because it's two bad defenses going up up against each other. Not a lot of great offensive players on either team from a fantasy perspective from 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 the start of the year till now. So there's not a lot of great options out there. I know you had Kenyon Drake in your DFS column you wrote for us, Mike, and I like that call. I'm going to look on the other side of the ball and say Adrian Peterson, he's been awful this year, but if he's ever going to have a big game, it's this week against Miami. Dead last against a run. They allow 176 rushing yards per game. I think if you're ever going to use Peterson this year, this is the matchup for me. Who are you uh, sitting in this one, Mike? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on Peterson. I like both him and Drake in this game. Um, This is one of those things where this is where the league should embrace fantasy because why on earth would you watch this game unless you had fantasy implications? <laughs> so so thank goodness we have that for this. Um, the, the interesting thing that I, I think coming out of this game is with Bill Callahan now as the coach of the Redskins, he has specifically said they want to run the ball more. 
So I don't think Case Keenum's going to get a lot of opportunities here. As bad as the Dolphins' defense is, I would avoid him unless you're in a very deep or a super flex league. All right, next game: Philadelphia Eagles three and two travel to Minnesota three and two as well. Looks like a close game on paper. Two pretty good defenses going up against each other. So not a lot of outstanding fantasy plays in this one for me. I think Delvin Cook, obviously, a must-start. Um, uh, Latavius, Mur- uh, Latavius Murray, I'm sorry. Jordan Howard is playing some better football. Has a couple cuts, touchdowns, a couple, couple straight games, so I like him as well. Kirk Cousins is someone I'm looking at again this week, though. Finally looked good last week. 306 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. He missed on just five passes in this game. I know that was a good matchup for him, but he threw the ball with more confidence, took more chances. He didn't need the receiver to be wide open to throw him the ball. We know they have two great receivers to work with. So I think if Minnesota is going to have success, it's going to be through the air. Eagles first against the run this year, 27th against the pass, though. So I would for Kirk Cousins maybe to do well again for the second straight week. How about you, Mike? Anybody you're looking to sit in this matchup? So conflict is always good, right? So I'll go against – you were uh, mentioning Jordan Howard. I actually don't like him this week. For the rest of season fantasy, I think he's definitely trending in the right direction. Like you said, he's got five total touchdowns the last three games. Even Doug Peterson said that he wants to continue to get him more work. The thing that worries me here is the Vikings have allowed the ninth fewest rushing yards per game, and the most damning stat is that they've allowed only one rushing touchdown. I'm a little worried about Howard this week. You might be forced to start him just because we've got four buys and we've got a lot of injuries. But if you're in a 10-team league and you have some other options, I'd consider sitting Howard this week. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all, especially with Howard looking a little bit touchdown dependent, doesn't catch passes out of the backfield. So I like that call, Mike. Next game, New Orleans Saints, 4-1, and one, travel to Jacksonville, 2-3. and three. I like Minshew Mania in this one. I love the way the guy's playing. He's been super consistent for fantasy teams. Has multiple scores, four or five games, at least 18 fantasy points every game this year. Career high, 374 passing yards last week. I think he's really a low-end number one back this week, especially against New Orleans. Team that allows the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I'm on the Minshew Mania bandwagon for this week. DJ Sharks, another one I love this week. That guy's just been unbelievable having a huge rookie year. I don't think you can sit him in this one as well. I think he's moved into that must-start territory for me. Anybody you're looking to avoid in this matchup, Mike? Uh, I would avoid Teddy Bridgewater. Some people might just look at his last game. He had 314 passing yards and four touchdowns. Although you got to remember that came against the Bucks. They've allowed the most passing yards per game in the league, so that's not exactly saying a whole lot. Uh, before that, Bridgewater had thrown for fewer than 200 yards in both of his previous two starts. It sounds like Jalen Ramsey might actually play in this game, which is strange considering his quote-unquote injuries, uh, more or less his, his request to be traded. Um, but if he plays, that's going to make things even worse. So I would I would avoid Bridgewater again. The only instance I would deploy him is if you're in a very deep or, or super flex league. All right, Cincinnati 0-5 travels to Baltimore 3-2. Ravens stumbled a little bit the last couple weeks. Still, this is a great matchup for them. I think you could load up on them and DFS maybe and in all your standard leagues as well. I like this matchup for them. Cleveland or Cincinnati, not so much. Maybe Joe Mixon, I like him here. And Tyler Boyd, tough to sit him as well. One guy I do like for Baltimore, I know he's banged up a little bit and he hasn't practiced yet, but Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, he's been quiet in recent weeks, but he did find the end zone last week. He has double-digit fantasy points, three or five games. 
been a little boomer bust, but I like him to boom this week against Cincinnati. Like I said, Cincinnati not great defensively. 17th against the pass. They allow 27 points per game. They say the injury to Brown's really quite minor, and they're just kind of being cautious with him. So I think as long as he's on the field, I think he could break some big plays in this matchup, and I like him in this one. Mike, on the flip side, who do you, who, who do you not like in this one? There, there's definitely no one to dislike on the Ravens, just like you said. They're primed for a big week. Um, so you got to pick someone from the Bengals' side. And with, with how bad their offensive line is, things have not been easy for Joe Mixon. Uh, he's rushed for 62 yards or fewer in four or five games. He still doesn't have a rushing touchdown. The Ravens are not the ideal matchup for him to have a breakout performance. Uh, they've allowed the 10th fewest rushing yards per game. The game script also might not work in his favor. The Bengals could be down big early here, so they might have to throw a lot. Again, we're up against four bye weeks and a lot of injuries, so you might be forced to play him. But if you're in a 10-team league and you've got better options, benching him is not a bad idea. Yeah, the concern for me with Mixon, too, is he's not catching the ball either. And this is something that uh, looked like was going to be more of a thing for him this year in this offense. But he has a season high of four catches was a couple weeks ago, and he has three or fewer catches every game but one. So that's another concern for me with him. That Usually that can save you a little bit when you're not rushing the ball well. Well, when they uh, have someone like Giovanni Bernard to be able to catch the passes out of the back, so they don't really have to push Mixon to do that. So I yeah. couldn't agree with you more there. All right, next game, Mike. Uh, San Francisco 4-0, the surprising 49ers travel to Los Angeles Rams 3-2. This took a great matchup on paper. San Francisco's defense has been very impressive. This year, this will probably be their stiffest test, though. I wonder if they're going to be up to the challenge, especially on the road against a Rams team that can be very explosive. Uh, for me, a start this week, I love Tevin Coleman. Returned from that ankle injury last week, led his team in rushing, had 16 carries for 97 yards, first touchdown of the season. 49ers rushing game is just really looking quite dominating. This is definitely going to be the way they're going to run their offense through those two great backs. I like for Coleman to get a ton of work in this game. Rams are middle of the pack against the run, 16th overall. So I really like Coleman in this matchup. How about you, Mike? What are you What are you looking to avoid in this one? Yeah, this is the game at the other end of the spectrum when we were talking about how atrocious the Redskins and Dolphins is. This, this should be a really fun game. Um, with regards to someone I would bench, I would consider benching Brandon Cooks. There's a chance he might not play at all uh, due to the concussion. But if he's cleared, this could be a difficult game for him outside of his 112-yard performance against the Browns in Week 3. He's been largely disappointing. 49ers are excellent in coverage. They've allowed the second fewest passing yards per game. So I'd consider benching him this week if he's cleared and does end up playing. All right, Atlanta 1-4 and four goes to Arizona 1-3-1 and one with that tie in the first week of the season. These are two defenses that aren't very good and two offenses that are pretty good. So this is another one that looks like a great one to target. DFS as well. I know you had a lot of Falcons in your DFS column, Mike, and Totally agree with that. I love Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, as long as he's healthy and playing. I think he will. And even Devontae Freeman, another guy I kind of like in this one. Uh, but the main one I like I'm looking at is Kyler Murray. I really think he's going to have a big game this week. I mean, he his numbers haven't been eye-popping this season, but he is still eighth overall fantasy quarterback scoring. I think that's really impressive for the rookie. He has just six total touchdowns. So if he gets those touchdown numbers up just a little bit, you're looking at a top five fantasy quarterback. He's getting the job done from a fantasy perspective, plays Atlanta, allows the fifth most fantasy points to QBs this season, and 30 points per game. I think Murray's a rock-solid number one in this matchup. All right, Mike, anybody you're sitting in this one? Pretty good matchup on paper. I know I'm supposed to be negative, but I really couldn't find anybody for this game, so I'll just (laughs) talk about a couple of uh, other guys to mention that you should consider starting. Um, Edo Smith, 
for the Falcons, he's someone to at least consider if you need help at running back. He actually has six carries inside the red zone compared to seven for Devontae Freeman. Um, and on the Cardinal side, the big thing to keep an eye on is the status of David Johnson. If he doesn't play, then fire up Chase Edmonds. He's going to be chalk and DFS. Um, so just keep an eye on that leading up to the weekend. I like that. I like that call, Mike. I also like Muhammad Sanu a little bit, too. Uh, he's kind of been trending upward, scored a touchdown last week. He has five or more catches, three straight games. So another kind of secondary option you can look at in that great matchup for fantasy teams. Next game, Tennessee, 2-3, and three, travels to Denver, 1-4. and four. This doesn't look very intriguing from a fantasy perspective on paper. Two pretty defensive-minded teams. These guys like to run the ball, though. Both teams do. So I like Philip Lindsay in this one. First 100-yard rushing game of the season last week. Touchdowns two of three games. Has at least four receptions, all but a game this year. So he is getting the work in the passing game. I like his workload and chances this week against Tennessee. They're just so-so against the run. 15th overall against the rush. So I think Denver, once again, will focus on getting that running game going. I think Lindsay will have another good, good, good uh, game in this matchup. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I, I want uh, no part of Marcus Mariota. He's going playing in Denver is not easy. He's so inconsistent as it is. The Broncos have allowed the fifth fewest passing yards per game. I'm really hesitant to start anyone on the Titans other than Derrick Henry. So I'm staying far, far away from Mariota. All right, Dallas three and two travels to the Jets. Zero and four. Looks like Sam Darnold's back this week. So that's a positive for the Jets. That's about the only positive for them right now, though. They're trending the wrong way kind of a mess offensively because of an offensive line's not doing a very good job. Kind of tough to trust any of those players. I i don't think you can sit Le'Veon Bell, so that's one guy I kind of like uh, from the Jets' perspective. Dallas, you've got to love Dallas this week. All those offensive options, Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I'll focus on Dak Prescott, though. Had his second 400-yard game of the season last week. He's getting a chance, got a chance to air it out often because they were down big in that game, though. But even with that said, he's been – Really consistent all year. Multiple touchdowns, four or five games, fifth overall fantasy quarterback scoring. Like I said, good matchup for him, too, against New York. They're 21st against the pass, allow 25 points per game. So I'm loading up on Cowboys in this one. I think Prescott's going to have a big big showing in this one. How about you, Mike? Anybody you're going to sit in this one? Yeah, the good news is that Sam Darnold is back, but the bad news is he has to play behind that offensive line. (laughs) Uh, They've allowed the most sacks in the NFL. This is a guy who two weeks ago was talking about having to make sure he doesn't die on the field. I, I don't I don't feel too good about him in this game. Uh, I would definitely bench him unless you're in a very deep or super flex league. I I feel bad for Sam Darnold. This is this could be ugly. Definitely agree with that one. Sunday night game: Pittsburgh Steelers at Los Angeles Chargers. Before the season started, probably looked like a pretty good one on paper, but. Pittsburgh decimated by injuries at the QB position. Mason Rudolph, they still haven't officially ruled him out yet, I don't believe. Although he was knocked out cold in that game, I cannot see him playing at all. So that leaves Devlin Hodges uh, for Pittsburgh, and that's not good for that offense. So that's scary for me. James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, I might still stick with them. Los Angeles, though, looking better in my opinion uh, from a fantasy perspective. Pittsburgh, not great defensively. I know they looked a little better the last couple games. Still, I don't like that defense. I like Mike Williams in this one. He returned last week from his injury. I thought he looked good. Had six receptions, 74 yards. Season high, 13 targets. So that was the most encouraging thing for me. They looked his way off often. He has two games with 70-plus yards. We know he's a great red zone target. He hasn't scored yet this year. So I think this might be the week they look for him in the red zone. I think he could find the end zone in this one. So I'm targeting when Williams is a good uh, maybe low-end number two or top. Flex play in this matchup. All right, Mike, 
Anybody you're sitting in this one? Yeah, I, I'm not that enthused about Phillip Rivers. I would avoid him if you can. He only had seven touchdown passes this year uh, to go along with four interceptions. He only had 211 passing yards last week against the Broncos. The Steelers have actually only allowed eight touchdown passes while recording six interceptions. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think Mike Williams could have a good game, but I don't think this is going to be a good game for Phillip Rivers overall, so I would avoid him. Yeah, Rivers has been a little disappointment this year. hasn't really produced the big numbers we're kind of accustomed to, so I don't mind that call at all, Mike. Uh, Monday night game, Detroit Lions 2-1-1, travel to Green Bay 4-1, kind of two old rivalries here, used to have some great games back in the day, and I I think this will be a good one as well. Uh, I mean, before the season started, you're probably thinking, wow, this is going to be a great one from a fantasy perspective, two good offenses, but man, these defenses have been the story for both these teams this year, so maybe not quite as intriguing, especially Aaron Rodgers, uh, hasn't been great this year. Still beat up at receiver. Devontae Adams won't be there. But one guy I do like from the Packers a lot, Aaron Jones. I know I'm going on a limb with this one, but still, I like him a lot this week. Fourth overall in fantasy running back scoring after his huge game last week. He has touchdowns, four straight games in this offense, two 100-yard games this year. And most, uh, I should say most encouraging to me is this fact that he's getting more work in the passing game. He has 13 receptions his last two games. That's a big plus for me. For Jones, something he really didn't get a lot of work in the last couple of years. So if he continues to get that work, I think he could be an elite back. I love him in this matchup against Detroit. They struggle against a run, allow the fourth most fantasy points to running back. So I think Jones is going to have another great showing in this one. Who are you sitting in this one, Mike? I'm sitting in Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's off to a great start, obviously, with nine touchdowns and just two picks in only four games because they've already had their bye. But Playing on the road against the Packers, that's a different story. Uh, their defense is much improved, as you stated. They've allowed the fourth fewest passing yards per game. They have actually have more interceptions, seven, uh, than they do touchdown passes allowed, six. So this is not going to be an easy game for him. I would keep him on my bench here. Mike, great stuff. I really appreciate you doing the podcast with me this week, getting everybody ready for their games. Like I said, Mike has a new column up. We just posted a couple hours ago his DFS column for the week. Check that out at rtsports.com. Also, we're in the midst of a fantasy basketball draft. He has analysis of, of this online on Twitter. You can go to at Roto Mike Barner and check that out. A lot of great experts in that draft, including myself. I'm in there. Not that I'm a great fantasy expert for basketball, but I'm in this league as well, so you can check that out as well. Basketball season's coming up. Mike, thanks so much for joining me again. really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And don't let Jeff be humble. He's crushing the early part of our fantasy <laughs> basketball draft. So uh, he, he knows a lot more. He's just playing coy with us. So, <laughs> But thanks, thanks for having me on, and good luck, everybody, this week with your football leagues. And that was my interview with Mike Barner of Real Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Mike for doing a great job on the podcast today, helping you get ready for all of your Week 6 fantasy games. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everybody.